foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com standalone wrestling it's going to be coming to norwich connecticut definitely looking forward to debuting in connecticut it's our first time up there there's a kalisto meet and greet which you get to meet him and you get a front row that's 50 there's a front row for 30 and there's also a vip white glove upgrade which is a picture in the ring with our ring announcer and one standalone roster account which is 35 so we have all different prices and then we go down to a 20 dollar ga as well so again there's something for everybody as far as the price structure goes to work with a group called vet ticks where we give free tickets away to the vets and their families connecticut will be one well if you want to laugh you know the, the person who's in that family that likes comedy stuff is going to like that if you want to see john wayne murdoch and like some hardcore spots and you're into that type of thing you're going to get that you know if you want to see women's wrestling you're going to get some of that you know so a, a great mixture of you know seven to nine matches to give a value for everybody and then to also give them something that they want to come back and see again anybody that's in the connecticut area watching this go out and support this $20 GA ticket, $30 front row ticket, and you also have VIP upgrades. Check out the website. Check out the interview. Davey Richards. I see TJ Perkins, Marco Stunt. But you also have guys like Bob Backlund who's going to be there. If you're anywhere near the Norwich area on May 21st, you're going to want to check that out. Standalone Wrestling. Some one hell of a card. Marco Stunt on the card. You have Nyla Rose, John Silver. You've got Kalisto for the meet and greet. Kalisto. If you don't think kids are going to want to see this masked wrestler, get your your tickets early get the vip package get your photo your autographs line it up and let's knock this out of the park at pistol pizza norway 50 vip 30 front row 20 general admission check them out at foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com or check out our recent interview with chad menace and go to that pistol pete show because if we don't pack out pistol pete's the chances of him coming back to this area very low and especially look at the quality of that card you got tjp matt Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch, one of the up-and-comers on IWTV. And this is going to be an IWTV pay-per-view. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. <laughs> working fans combat yeah. all right guys it's that time again we're going to talk some combat sports from this past weekend talk a little home there but first chevy let's tell them what we got coming up and we know what's coming up now yes, we do we finally figured out what we're doing next week may 28th we're gonna do an mma jeopardy show for you guys so tune in for that might be a shit show might not be hopefully it's not it'll be fun though so june 4th yeah. we're gonna be back to previewing usc fight night volkov versus rosenstruck and mm. then June 11th, big UFC card, UFC 275, Teixeira versus Prashaka. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yuri. I, I don't actually know how to pronounce his last name. We just call him Yuri. Yuri. He's going to be your champion, probably. So. Yeah. yeah. The champ. So we'll call him that after that. But. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Got some good fights coming up, as always. So, yeah, excited about doing some Jeopardy next week. Also, just a little programming note for any of our wrestling fans tuning in. Or Randy, I know you listen to all of our shit. You're always in the comments. And we Hell, yeah. Shout out Randy Oscar. Shout out Randy Oscar or Cage My IQ, too. Mm-hmm. Guys, we will be, if you're into Norwich area, at Pistol Pete's this weekend. It will be me, AJ Strangebrew, Producer Joe, and it's going to be a big wrestling show there. A lot of legends going to be there, signing autographs like Bob Backlund, Gang. Gangrel. I'm sure Chevy knows about Gangrel. I know Bob Backlund. He knows Bob Backlund, too. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be a lot of top independent stars, too, there, like Davey Richards, the Lucha House Party, Lince Dorado, the guy who was known as Kalisto before. So a lot of top talent will be in that area. Serpentico, who's been on AEW Dark. So names have been on WWE, AEW, Legends, up-and-coming indie stars, top indie stars, and most importantly, your boys will be out there. So check us out. Support us. And yeah, man, let's get into a few notes before we talk about this past weekend's fight night. One, I got to see a boxing match over the weekend. Jamal Charo defeated this guy's record here. Brian Castano, who was like, they were both champions, like at 154 pounds. And this essentially was to unify all the 154 pound belts. And their first meeting was a draw, which is just a rematch. So it was an automatic rematch. Great pace. And Charles KO'd him in the 10th round. So good back and forth fight. Good win. A little boxing on Showtime. And then, speaking of Showtime, little Bellator notes here. Logan Storley won the interim welterweight title from MVP in a split decision. Chevy was telling me off air that Scott Coker had tweeted out that you shouldn't win a title or something like that, but like laying and praying, I believe. Yeah, he, he doesn't want, he doesn't believe that you should be able to win by just holding onto guys and laying on top of them. So, and. I mean, I get it. I didn't see all of this fight, but Storley, I saw that post-match interview, and he said, hey, for people booing me, he said, MVP, he said, is one of the most complex strikers. He's extremely awkward. There's no way to prepare for him, and I did what I had to do to win, and, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Those are the rules of the sport that we all love and watch, you know? So it's MVP's job to be able to counter that. Now, I get what Scott Coker is saying. Wrestling is really not that marketable. That is the problem, you know, to casual fans. They want to see striking, obviously. I mean, I'm not a casual fan. I wouldn't classify myself as that. Mm -hmm. I would prefer to see striking, but I I can appreciate all the grappling and stuff. But I get where he's coming from. As a business, it's hard to sell, you know, straight up wrestling. Just two other notes. Fabian Edwards, the brother of Leon Edwards, he KO'd Leona Machida. I think he's like the number four, number three guy in Bellator as it was going into this fight. So he's at middleweight. So good for Fabian. The Edward Rose, they can fight. <laughs> so. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have grown up in that household. No. Paul Daly in his retirement fight knocked out a window. I don't know how to say this last guy's last name, Uikamo, but it was a fight where basically I saw some of it was Paul's transition. He was on his back a few times, but when Paul got up, found on his feet, round two, KO'd him, and Paul Daly going out with a win. And this crowd was in London, England, and they were on fire for this, by the way. Right. So. Can't ask for a better retirement at that point. Absolutely not. Now, we'll get to this past UFC's weekend's card. Me and you disagreed with a lot of these. You came up mostly on top. I did get the, I know I got the, the Caitlin fight, right? But I think that's where it disappeared. So I think we both got, I think this is the one we actually agreed on. The first one we got with Jake. 
Hadley. He ended up losing a unanimous decision to Alan Nascimento. Hadley won in this fight eight and zero, but Nascimento, who had who in his corner, was Charles I didn't yeah. know that. When you go back and you were talking about all of those grappling yeah. titles that this guy has won, that makes a lot more sense now. He looked I, I good. <laughs> right. Might have changed my pick at that point, but he looked great for sure. Got to see him against a little bit higher level talent, but he looked very dangerous. Yeah. And uh, Randy asked this question, any underrated fighters this year so far? I don't know if this is underrated, but Alan Osmond, I mean, he might be a guy that was under the radar and this, that was a real complete performance against an undefeated fighter. So we'll see how he does going forward, you know? so Right. There's a um, hundred underrated fighters. Sure. At this point, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before we move on to the next one, I just want to shout out Michael Johnson. He, hmm. he fought in the prelims. He was struggling in the UFC, and he got a nice KO in the second round, and he was pretty hyped after the fight. So shout out to Michael Johnson. And Randy just asked you what your favorite prelim fight was. So <laughs> That would be the one. Manuel Torres defeated Frank Camacho. A TKO. This is one I thought we thought might go decision. Torres uh, getting a win. Tough break for Camacho, who came in ready to fight. Didn't want to pull something out. I was just thinking about it right, right now. What were your thoughts on this fight here? Yeah, Frank's just, he's been around the game a long time. He hasn't been in the octagon i think it was a two-year hiatus so he came back and he he didn't want to engage in you know wars which were ending in him getting knocked out so he fought more technical for sure but it is a fight and uh, ultimately he still ended up getting knocked out so tough break for him i I don't think it's a big hit on him i i think torres just looked phenomenal so i think it was a tough matchup all around Frank said on his Instagram, there was a clip of him and Torres training in the back there after the fight, doing a little thing. And he said, I guess after his post fight, he had mentioned how this fight with Torres made him a better person and a better father. And always great to see stuff like that. Yeah. And he just, he elaborated a little more and I'll just give a little bit of it here. He said, and you're asking me why he said, I had a great camp came far out, trained my ass off, got in phenomenal shape, made the weight, had a, you know, again, he said, I had a great camp, left my family for over six weeks, yet fell short again. He said, I'm a better man, and I can be a better father for these lessons. I will pass on to them no matter what you do in your life. Always give it 100% effort and never be afraid to fail, even if it's under the lights of an ESPN show. We can never control the results, but we can always control our effort, our mindset, and our heart towards the goal. What a journey. So, Hats off to Frank Camacho. Respect to that guy for sure, 100%. Absolutely. Caitlin Kukagan got a split decision over Amanda Rebez. I didn't actually get to tune in yet, but basically Scott from Voluntown, one of our boys, he said this was one of his favorite Kate Chinugan. Kukagan. Chikagian, thank you. Fights, you see, and basically, yeah, I heard people on Twitter saying this is like one of the most exciting fights that they had. She got the win, and she was moving, and she put on a good pace from what I heard. Yeah, this was on me. You were talking about our fight picks. Why I would ever pick against Chikagian in a decision against anyone other than Valentina? I don't know why. I, why I thought that, but. I thought that Rebus had the right game plan going in to get inside and not Caitlin's front kicks to the body are what really win her fight. She manages distance well, and then she throws one twos, and that's like her whole thing. But Rebus was getting inside and exchanging. These exchanges were like heavy exchanges. So I think ultimately she just got a little bit worn out. Caitlin did what she needed to do, and she did well on the ground. So she's, I don't know, next up to get ravaged by valentina again i guess Maybe. i don't know yeah she's they got fighting tonight hey you know valentina 
I don't know. I mean, she's maybe due got, for a loss. Maybe, maybe, maybe she like needs. Maybe she needs to make the winner of Nunez and Pena. And if Pena gets a win, especially, I would right. say she has to win over Pena. So make that fight. But we'll see. I, what I happens. think you're right. If, if there was a time for her to go up, it would be after this fight. Yeah. Know, after after that rematch between Nunez. But I can't and say that Pena is going to beat Nunez either. So I mean, if they don't want to make, this I think fight, either way. I think either way. I like she way, should yeah. go up and, and fight the winner of that. I agree. By the way, this Caitlin Chagagian and Amanda Rebus fight was fighting tonight as well. So good yeah, for them. It's a good fight. Davy Grant versus Lewis Smoka. I wanted Smoka, you know, come back. You were a big Smoka fan as well, but you said Davy Grant would pull it off. He did. KO punches round three. What'd you think? I think it was the leg kicks, obviously, that really set this up. It was a back and forth fight. It was a good fight. I was a little bit surprised that this didn't get fight of the night, to be honest with you. Both guys were hurt at different times in the fight, but. Ultimately, it was those leg kicks that hurt Smoka, and then Grant finished him with punches, obviously. So, super hyped afterwards. Uh, Bisping was hyped for him on the commentary table. So, great fight all along. I don't think that Smoka's stock goes down too much because he his leg was his calf was you know compromised early in that fight, and he fought through it around three. So, good on him. Also, I, we talked about Manuel Torres getting the one with Frank Camacho. He got a bonus of the night as well. And I bring that up because our next competitor got the win. You picked him as well, despite me and KJ IQ both thinking that Q Delaba was going to win. Ryan Spann, but with a guillotine choke mm-hmm. right here. Round one, two minutes, 22 seconds in. He gets it done. Were you surprised how it came about? I shouldn't be just because of his record. He has so many submissions, but I think seems to me that he hurts guys on the feet and then yeah. that creates opportunities for these submissions which he jumps on very and capitalizes on very well and that's basically what happened in this scenario you know he engaged him in the striking which ended up in a clinch which ended up in a guillotine submission for ryan span so good on him good on him ryan span light heavyweight moving on and then we got the main event john blockowitz former ufc light heavyweight champion taking on alexander richick rick Rockage. I always mess that up. Which was a back and forth fight, but then basically, you know, TKO, knee injury. Jan basically had been working that leg too, and he gets the victory. Moves on. What were your thoughts on this? Right. The commentary team was talking about this, but it was basically a fight of leg kicks. Rockets was throwing his leg kicks and they were landing, but Jan was uh, checking them. So, you mm-hmm. know, when you throw a leg kick and it gets checked, it actually hurts you more than it would hurt uh, your opponent. So those weaken his leg. And then Jan was also landing and Rakic wasn't checking Jan's leg kick. So I don't know if that ultimately ended in, in the uh, torn ACL that Rakic ended up with, but it's possible that it was a contributing factor. Obviously, that's a bummer for him. I did read today that he has torn or come back from torn ACLs on his left knee twice. So this is the first one on his right knee. So he knows what he's in for. He's positive that he's going to come back with technology and the UFC's help, I'm sure. We'll see him back, you know, maybe a year out or so, but... It's a bummer for him, for sure. He's still young, relatively young, but great for Jan. We'll see who he's getting. I assume he gets a title shot next. We'll, we'll find out you know, next week who that will be against. Especially if Glover loses. I yeah, think. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Glover already said that he would fight Jan again if right. he wins the belt. So I thought the fight was 1-1. 
going into that third round, but Jan had that eye injury from the first round, I think was affecting him a lot. So who knows if that would have made a difference further on, but you know, we got what we got. Also, just a side note, UFC, I don't need to see that ligament snapping in slow motion multiple times. As a person that's had uh, knee injuries before, that grossed me out so bad. I don't need to see that. You could just be, uh, that's a real-time photo injury. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is about these companies that like to do that shit over and over again. But yeah, it makes me, yeah. gives me gives me goosebumps. Right, thinking Years about ago, it. me and AJ were watching the Chris Benoit DVD, which of course, oh <laughs> yeah, Benoit. the legend, <laughs> legend. And this is before obviously I was like, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, but they had put a DVD, a tribute DVD out to him at one point for his career. And he had this neck injury. Well, no, actually, he gave this neck injury. The one of the guys gave me a pistol, Pete Sabu. Was that from his from his finishing move? His finishing no, 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 move no, no, was no, real no, bad no. on necks, right? No, no. But he he basically picked this guy up, and like they would call like a flapjack, where you guy would kind of lay in face. But this guy landed and spiked on his head. Ooh. And I remember watching it with AJ, and he was like, shit. He's like, ah, he's like, please don't show that again. It was a DVD. And except for, he not only slowed it, <laughs> he like broke it down. Yeah, the like, teleprompter comes out. Yeah, like the John Mayer. drawn arrows and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, you did not get your wish. So, I mean, companies have been doing this for a while. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. The UFC won't show a guy unconscious on the ground for like more than two seconds, but they'll show this dude's career, you know, possibly career ending knee injury five yeah. times in slow motion but we don't know if that motherfucker unconscious is really dead or not yeah exactly that's like yeah ferguson uh, you know last weekend ferguson i didn't know if he was gonna get up from that kick you know but you know. yeah so uh, yeah. i don't know it's, just get, it's cringy makes me cringe thinking about it but this weekend home vera first fight i got paulana paulana Vienna. She's 12 and 4. Four KOs, eight subs. So her wins don't go to decision, it would appear. The Eric Anders fight isn't on the main card? It is. Oh, okay. I have it right after this. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, we have maybe different. Uh, yeah, order. different order bout orders. Yeah. Okay. So, and Tabitha Ricci, Ricci is 6 and 1. One KO, two decisions, three subs. I might have that backwards, actually. She's 1 and 1 in UFC. And Viana is basically, like I said, she's 12 and 4, four KOs, eight subs. Former jungle fight, strawweight champion, performance in the night in her last fight against Mala, Maori Martin. I don't know. Just looking at these two records, it looks like Viana, Viana has a little more experience here. And I would think that would be the difference maker. She seems like she likes to bring it, have a finish one way or the other. So I'm going to say Pollyanna will go second round subs. She seems to like subs. Yeah, her last two wins, her last two fights are wins by armbar. So I'm also going to, I'm going to go with Pollyanna second round sub as well. Probably armbar. And she likes the subs. We like to bring it to these next two guys. I'm expecting them to bring it to your boy, Eric Anders versus yep. Park Jung Young. The uh, Iron Turtle is his nickname. That Jung Young a- Park, brother? <laughs> yep. Jung Young Park, the Iron Turtle is a great nickname. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. The Iron Turtle. All right. Well, the Iron Turtle is 13 and 5, five KOs, three subs, five decisions. He's had a fight of the night one time, former Yawarawa F. See middleweight championship. Eric Anders, 14 and 6 and 1, 8 KOs, 1 subs, 5 decisions. Performance of the night twice. 
these guys are probably going to bring it. Eric Andler's, I feel like maybe has been in too many wars, though, sometimes. I'm a little skeptical of him. So I'm smelling upset. If I don't know if it is an upset with the Iron Turtle. <laughs> you got me excited to see that use that name now. And I'll say the Iron Turtle is going to get this done. I'll say another sub, and I'll say maybe a little later, round three, when Anders tends to get a little tired sometimes because he loves to bring it. I'm right there with you when it comes to Eric Anders. He has super exciting fights, but I do believe they may have worn on him at this point. He also, you know, played college football at, I believe it was like Alabama or something like that. So he's been taking hits his entire life and those add up for not great health. So I'm going to go with the Iron Turtle, but I'm going to go with, I think they're going to get in, like you said, an exciting fight. I think it's going to be a firefight and the Iron Turtle clips him. I'm going to say second round KO. Okay. And then these two, I swear, they just like to give me names here. That are- <laughs> yeah, th- this one's tough. When I was previewing this card, when I was doing notes for this, I was like, oh, Dave's going to love this one. Oh, yeah. Dusko Tordovic. 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 Tordovic, maybe? Tordovic. Sounds like a car. I'm trying to be funny. Tordovic. Tordovic. That's shit. Anyway, 11 2. Seven KOs, three subs, one decision. He's a two and two UFC record coming off the contender series. Performance of the night one time. And he's taken on Chindi Nujokin. Nujokinian? I, I think I think you don't pronounce the J. I'm not sure though. Okay. So Chidi. <laughs> I think it's Nuko Nukunai. Nukunai. Because his name is Chitty Bang Bang. That's his nickname. So. Oh, yeah. It's Chitty, definitely yeah. Chitty. Chitty Bang. Okay, so well, Chitty is 21-7, 13 KOs, 1 sub, 7 decisions, 1-0 in UFC. He had a win on the Contender Series right before that, too. And he's got a 5-3 and three Bellator record. So, yeah, this guy's been fighting for a while. He also had an LFA, RFA. Like, he's been, you know, all the regional promotions and been around. He has wins over... These are just big name wins. So he has Melvin Guiard, yep, Max Griffin, Alan Joban, and he he has a win over Andre Fiejo, who fought last weekend in the UFC, who has a pretty good UFC record so far too. So so he's been know, around it, the block. Yeah, and he's got a couple wins. So I'm thinking, you know, the guy's fighting better right now. I think he's on a two fight win streak. He's got all this experience. So I don't know. I'm gonna go with Chitty, and I'll say. I'll say this one's a decision, though. I think it's going to be a tough fight. Chitty won that first. His so he has one UFC fight, right? He won that debut in 16 seconds. So yeah, I'm I'm wondering if he's going to get UFC jitters in this fight. You know, usually most people get those out in the first fight, but if it's 16 seconds, do you really get them out? But then right. also, this guy's been around the block forever. So I'm going to go with Chitty. I'm going to say he knocks out Todorovic. I'm going to say first round knockout, but but not 16 seconds in. Probably somewhere near the end of the first round. We'll still see. We'll still see. I just want to oh. shout out to Randy Oska in the, in the comment section. Am I going to the wrestling show this weekend? I will probably not be there. Yeah. There is a slim chance I'll be there, but I probably won't be there. Yeah, He might, if, if, if everything lines up, he could be there to help us out with some stuff earlier on in the day. We still see. Yes, keeping on with this show, we got uh, Santiago Ponsonibio, 28-5, and five, 15 KOs, 6 subs, 7 decisions. That's a record right there. That's guy oh, that's yeah. been around. Yeah, he's got Fight of the Night twice against Lorenz Larkin, Miguel Beza, Performance of the Night twice. 
Gunnar Nelson, Neil Magny, and then he's fighting. That's Michelle bullshit. Pier- I poked Gunnar Nelson before that's I knocked right. him out. That's, that's true. Bullshit. That's true. He's fighting Michelle Piera. Talk about your records too. 27, 11, and 2, 10 KOs, 7 subs, 10 decisions. He's got two performances of the night and a fight of the night. This is going to be a banger, I have a feeling. I think these guys will absolutely bring it. Ponce Nibio, I wonder, much like I said with Anders, if the wars are starting to take up on him. Piera is an excited fighter. I don't see him slowing down yet. I think Piera's going to get this done. I think Piera will get this done. I'll say second round TKO. It's funny, last week we were very much not on the same page, and we, we seem to be on the same page for all these fights. So Ponzinibbio hasn't looked super great. He took two years off where he didn't have fights. I don't know if it was an injury thing or a COVID thing or whatever, but he hasn't looked super great since he came back. He, I think he's only won one of his three fights since coming back. And Piera, you know, he's super crazy and wild and he does all sorts of weird shit in the octagon, but he has toned it down a little bit recently and he's won his last four fights doing that. So he's not gassing himself out in the first round doing backflips and shit. So I'm going to go with Piera also. I'm going to say this fight goes to decision though. We'll see. I mean, Uh, on paper, this is fight of the night. Yeah. I think they're both going to bring it. And I just, that's why I think someone will probably end up going down. But yeah, we'll see. And then main event, Caitlin, Caitlin Vieira. She's 12 and two, two KOs, six subs, four decisions. She's six and two in the UFC. So most of her fights have been in the UFC, by the way. And she's coming off her biggest win over Misha Tate. And Holly Holm, what can you say? 14 and five, eight KOs, six decisions, and so many fucking boxing titles that I didn't even want to take the time to list them. She is yeah. a boxing legend. Of course, she defeated Ronda Rousey for the Bantamweight Championship. She's had fight of the night against Rousey and Chris Cyborg. She's had performances of the night against Rousey and Betch Cahara. This is a real good test for Vieira coming off that Tate win, and it's a really good chance for her, actually, to get a big win under her belt, like, you know, because to have that Tate win and then have a home win too, just to have those two names back to back would be big for her. Home is always just a funny where she's like, she can stop you, but she can also be in these kind of boring fights from time to time. And she's also weird in the sense like she'll lose, but she's always like one way. Like she wins one and she's always seems to be like one or two wins away from like getting into the title yeah. contention. I think this is definitely a crossroads. I think she really needs this win here to keep her name. Otherwise, like I know she's talked about like boxing possibly again too. And there's some names out there that interest her. I think that's where we're headed I think Vieira coming off this Tate victory. If you look at that six and two UFC record and the fact she's twelve and two and most of her fights on there, I think she's starting to hit her stride. And I say Vieira gets it done. I'd love to tell you it's gonna be in a finish and it's gonna be an exciting fight. But damn, that's just so hard to say when it gets Holly Holm. I'm gonna go five round decision. And good luck to people staying up. They're gonna be watching this. <laughs> I'll be at Pistol Pete's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for this one, I think you're right. When it comes to Holly Holmes, sometimes she's KOing girls and sometimes she has boring fights. And I attribute that to stylistic matchups. Yeah. She's such a counter puncher, you know, counter question mark kicker. You know, that's her signature move. But I think that work that Caitlin Vieira's style is going to work with that because she's going to come forward and be aggressive. Um, With that being said, she's super tough. I don't know. I know MMA math doesn't really work, but Vieira's losses, she's lost to Giannis Kuniskaya and Irene Aldana recently. And I just think that Holly Holm is much better than those girls, especially striking wise. So I'm going to go with Holly Holm 
via KO, but oh. I think round five. I, I think okay. uh, Caitlin's going to have to get tired beforehand. Okay. Well, I think that would be an exciting conclusion. We'll see. I'll ask a couple questions from Randy here real quick. Holly Holm, a one-hit wonder? No, I mean, you can't really just say that because, I mean, you know, besides, you know, like there's a couple fights that could have gone her way too. Like oh, That, that Dream Durandame for the featherweight, you. you know, inauguration belt or whatever. She should have won that yeah. fight via disqualification as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But Yeah, and she still argued. And it was a close fight. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, and uh, she's had some other victories too. And team. she knocked out Betch Correa, so she should be in the UFC forever, pay her all the money. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, her combat sports resume too, all those boxing titles and like that, and then to win the UFC band. It's, it's incredible. So I can't insult Holly Holm, and I don't even know, but I, I don't think she's one hit wonder. She's still doing it too. She's still up there. She's still main event and Right, she's fighting, you know, top five girls all the time. So yeah. That being said, uh, and uh, the other question was, does Tony Ferguson fight again? Absolutely. I think the reaction from Dana White and the reaction from Tony and Michael, everybody came out of this like Tony was looking really good and then just got caught. So I think we definitely at least see Tony one more time in the UFC, maybe more. We'll see what his next fight looks like. But yeah, I think for sure we're going to see Tony again in the UFC. Yeah, I agree 100%. I I read something about how he wanted to go back up to 170 to fight didn't like the way he was looking at 155 he also was looking for a proper mma team to train with because i'm pretty sure he just trained by himself you know kicking poles and running hills and shit so i think a team might be able to talk him into staying at 155 also but yeah either way i i don't think this will be his last fight he looked great until he got clipped with that you know random front kick from chandler which you don't train for that because he never does it so all right, guys, next week, again, Chevy's about to tell us what we're doing. And for you guys in the comments, Randy, we're looking at you. Jeopardy next week, MMA Jeopardy. I guess you can chat out answers in the comments. You know, we might not. We'll try our best not to cheat, but we'll see yeah, what happens. We'll, we'll try not to cheat. But before we move on to that, I just want to shout out a prelim fight we didn't talk about. Parker Porter, he fights out of Hartford, Connecticut, you know, local mm-hmm. local guy around here. He's fighting Haltion Almeida. So uh, Almeida's on a 10-fight win streak, but this is only a second UFC fight. Porter's gone three and four in the UFC, so I'm going to go with Porter by decision based on biases due to uh, his location, really. So Uh, shout out to Parker Porter. But all right, schedule next week. Heads up, Randy. We're doing an MMA Jeopardy show we're going to put together. So this will... You know, we're going to try this. We'll see how it goes. You might see it again in the future if it goes well. So we're looking for reactions. And then on June 4th, UFC Fight Night, Volkov versus Rosenstruck. And then later on in the month, June 11th, we're looking at previewing UFC 275 to versus Prochaska. Yuri. All right, folks. So that being said, so we got some good, exciting things coming up. Check us out again at Pistol Pete's this weekend in Norwich if you're in the area. And we'll be there selling T-shirts along with some of your favorite wrestlers. The T-shirts and look like this. Check us out. Yeah, we look like that. And who knows? We might have some. We have some other. We might have some other surprises for you too. We're working on some things, so we'll keep you updated during the week. Check out our social media, and we'll be doing an episode Friday. Me and AJ, as always, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. Guys, thank you for always tuning in, and we'll see you at the fights. 
All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 